More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Well, we're coming to your city. I wonder what is your message to Hezbollah and its backer, Iran? Don't, 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 don't. Well, of course Iran is broadly complicit here, and of course the resourcing and training they've given to Hamas has obviously helped Hamas function and be able to conduct the terrorist attacks that they've been able to conduct. We're in a full war here, and the responsibility isn't on us. You should take that question straight back to Hamas. We are here because we have no other choice. Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the revolution. Yeah, we're coming to your city. information on breaking news and more bold inspired solutions for america coming up next our final news roundup and information overload hour Hi, news roundup information overload hour toll free our number is 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program like in the last half hour when we played you know as and we've been playing all day just the disaster of joe biden on air force one and of course uh, we need, I, I told uh, uh, Israel in the strongest of terms uh, that they need to get humanitarian aid to Gaza quickly. Well, can we get some hostages in exchange for that $100 million you want to give them? What guarantees are we going to have that the money's not going to end up in the in the hands of Hamas? I, I mean, it's, it's honestly, it is, it's inexplicable. I can't understand such utter stupidity. A lack of simple, basic, fundamental, common sense. You know, then, you, then of course, even after all the evidence is released by the IDF and by U.S. intelligence and, and even media outlets have actually caught tape of, of this rocket fired from within Gaza that hit, you know, near this hospital. Didn't hit the hospital, right next to the hospital. 
And anyway, but you still have Congresswoman Tlaib, even after all the information is out, the truth is out, the evidence is out, still blaming Israel for bombing a Gaza hospital and claiming that they killed over 500 people, including children. She didn't say a word about the beheaded children in in Israel that got, you know, that got murdered and beheaded. They didn't say anything about the other beheaded people. Didn't say anything about the women raped. They didn't say anything about the 203 hostages. Didn't say anything about the 1,400 dead uh, Israelis, and that included 30 Americans. Not a word, you know. And Joe Biden is just pushing harder and harder, just wants $100 million in aid for Gaza, uh, for Palestinians in Gaza. And we all know where that money's going. And he gets nothing in return from it for it. Governor DeSantis was great. He said, no Gaza refugees, period. Why are these other countries in the area, why are they so unwilling to take in even even women and children? Because on the surface, that doesn't make sense, does it? You know, everybody's got a heart, conscience, and soul. Because the fear is among these countries, and it will never be spoken, is those cartoons that I've been showing, you know, for over a week now on TV, the indoctrination of young children, guess what they're afraid of? They cannot possibly ascertain what is in somebody's heart, mind or soul so even if they're taking in young people if those young people have been indoctrinated they would be taking in people that have been indoctrinated into a system of hatred and and a belief that terrorism is a good thing and and that is a risk that they're unwilling to take and it should not be a risk america's willing to take here's governor DeSantis. five positions very clear as the first presidential candidate say no Gaza refugees, period. We're just not going to do it. And why? Because we don't want to import the pathologies from the Gaza Strip and other places in the Middle East to the United States of America. They are taught to hate Jews. They are taught that Israel has no right to exist. The textbooks that they use don't even have Israel on the map at all. And so this is just endemic to their culture. It's a really toxic culture that's developed. So there's no reason to be importing that into the United States. And the idea that we can kind of separate like a terrorist from some someone that may be a freedom lover, that just doesn't work. Uh, so, so we will not do that uh, when I'm president. All right, let's listen to the difference between Governor Ron DeSantis and Congresswoman Tlaib. Continue to watch people think it's okay to bomb a hospital <laughs> where children Sometimes just watching those videos and and the people telling the kids don't cry and like let them cry and they're shaking and somebody you know this they keep telling them not to cry in Arabic they do they can cry I can cry we all can cry uh, representative Tom Tiffany Wisconsin uh, representative Andy Ogles Tennessee they have teamed up again uh, to introduce the Gaza Act to block the Biden administration from admitting Palestinian refugees into the U.S. Uh, anyway, thank you both for being with us. We appreciate it. Uh, Tom Tiffany, let me ask you, uh, is this even real? Is this what Biden wants to do? Well, I don't know what Joe Biden wants to do, but there's a fundamental question here, Sean. Do we trust the president in regards to foreign policy at this point, in particular of shipping people in the United States of America? We've seen what's happened at the southern border. We saw what happened in Afghanistan. So Representative Ogles and myself, we introduced the, uh, the Gaza Act 
to preempt the Biden administration, to put them on record now before they find a way to send these people into our country who should not be. Well, I mean, I'm trying to understand why. Look, I may be wrong, and you guys can both disagree with me publicly. At the end of this year, we estimate over 8 million illegal immigrants will have been aided and abetted into our country illegally by Joe Biden. Right now, we're over 7.5 million. There's been no vetting of the people. The congressional report out two weeks ago confirmed 99% of the people that actually got in, they all got to stay. Uh, that includes now, last week, we caught, what, 19 people from Iran? What are, not, what are 19 Iranians doing at our southern border? How did they get there? Who paid for them to get there? What are their intentions if they do get into the United States? And it also included 17 Syrians. We know we've caught hundreds of people on the terror watch list. But I, as sure as I'm sitting here today, among the 8 million that Joe has assisted in, in breaking the law, I would have been put in jail if, if I go to the border, pick somebody up and bring them to one of the cities that they want to go to, like Joe is doing, I'd be arrested for human trafficking. And if he doesn't like laws, you, you, we have a process to change laws. You don't get to pick and choose the laws you want to obey and those you don't. Do you agree with me, Andy Ogles, that I, among the 8 million people Joe has assisted illegally to come into this country, that probably terror cells are part of that 8 million? Because I, I, I would say I'm 100% certain that's, that's happened. Well, you know, two things, Sean. One, we know that terrorists have come into this country. Uh, it's a fact. Uh, we know it. We know they're here. We've caught some of them at the southern border. But you asked a question a moment, a moment ago. Why don't the other Arab nations want to take the Palestinians? And I'll tell you in no uncertain terms, because they are a radicalized people. And this Biden administration is wanting to invite terrorists into our country. I disagree. This administration is wanting to give terrorist visas. I disagree. My colleague, Tom Tiffany, disagrees. It is time that we put the homeland first. It's time that we protect America. And look, I'm not America alone, but I am America first. And to your point, Sean, we should shut down the border. No questions. Shut it down. Nobody else comes in. And we've got to start deporting people. I know that's tough to say. We can start with countries, uh, people from countries that we know they hate us. Where they're most likely radicalized, we need to get them out of our country. And your take to uh, Tom Tiffany. First, do you think there are people here as part of the 8 million that Joe's aiding and abetting to come into the country illegally? Do you think terror cells are among them? Almost certainly. And it's just a matter of time, Sean. I mean, if we learned anything over the last couple decades here, I mean, um, we saw it in New York City. First, they went after the World Trade Center, and we should have been on notice. And then 9-11 happened. And then we've seen radicalized elements hit our military bases. We know they're out there. In fact, the FBI director confirmed that under questioning in the Judiciary Committee when I questioned him, I think, back in July. And so we know that the uh, threat is heightened. It's just a matter of time. And uh, I, I, for the life of me, I don't get why this administration thinks that um, the American people should not be protected. Uh, it's really unbelievable to me. Now, do you think we're going to have an issue involving, you know, the, the Palestinians coming in here? Oh, I do, um, because some of them are already coming through. I mean, I was down to the Darien Gap a little over two years ago, Sean. I saw people coming from countries across the world, including the Middle East. They are in that pipeline as we speak, and it's been industrialized by the United Nations and others that are sending people to America. You've got over a million gotaways in America. You know that there are radicalized elements. And, and more than that, 
citing the Iranians and Syrians that are coming in across our border, you know our adversaries are looking at this as an opportunity to undermine America. We, we have never been more vulnerable than we are right now. It's really scary, I will tell you this. All right, what's your take on the battle to, of, to pick a new speaker? I can tell you two things that are not acceptable to me. Uh, I don't like the Band-Aid solution. I don't like the quick fix. I don't like, oh, we'll empower the speaker pro tem for 30, 60, 45 days, whatever the number happens to be. Uh, I know there's been a lot of back and forth today about whether Jim Jordan is in or not in still. Apparently, he still is in it. Uh, he has not withdrawn his name. Uh, there seems to be a lot of petty personal politics going on behind the scenes. Uh, what do you guys think about, you know, the possibility of getting a speaker and uh, elected and, and the people's house open again? Uh, Andy. Well, Sean, you know, I sent uh, two dear colleague letters out. One was saying this idea of electing a permanent speaker pro ten is absolute nonsense. We have one job right now and that is to elect the Speaker of the House. And the other letter simply stated, we should be working till 2 in the morning, we should be getting up early, we should be working weekends. And I tell you, you start taking away people's weekends, suddenly this resistance to Jim Jordan fades away. And I would call on all your listeners to reach out to members of Congress and tell them to stay here this weekend. We have a job to do. The world is on fire. The border is opening. Fentanyl is killing our kids. We should be in session doing our job. But that starts with us working long hours and working weekends. So I'm a no on the Speaker Pro Dem business, and I'm a no for going home. Well, I'm in full agreement. Your take, Tom Tiffany. Yeah, we live on deadlines, and, you know, we can – this is basically a continuing resolution for speaker is what they're talking about. And seriously, right? I'm dead set against it. I think it's a horrible idea, horrible precedent, too. Yeah, no doubt about it. We live on deadlines. Uh, we This is our deadline. We need to elect a speaker. Now, contacting people, be respectful to them and all the rest, but be firm also and just say... This I'm not even getting out the number because I asked questions of a number of uh, Republicans over the weekend that I was told were against Jim, and I just asked them, is it true or not? I asked them, uh, okay, during these tough times, how do you plan to open up the House, and would you ever work with Democrats uh to, to get the house open and man i got like hammered hannity's pressuring us and everything and he's putting pressure on me and it really is making me uncomfortable and i don't like pressure i'm like excuse me you're, you, you you you're supposed to be a public servant for crying out loud the american people are your boss it's my job to get information for my audience that's my job good grief what's wrong with some of these snowflakes you guys work with yeah, well, there's some score settling going on and all the rest. I mean, you've got some of the um, appropriators, you know. Um, uh, we want to reduce some spending here. And, you know, of course, they don't like that. They spend. So you have that dynamic that's going on. But Jim Jordan, it is he is the man for this time in history. And I know that me and Andy... We are standing with him here as he goes forward. I, I will be voting for Jim Jordan as long as he is the candidate for speaker. And I, I believe we can get to 217 with Jim Jordan. 
Well, look, I just want the people's house open. I think Jim Jordan's a great guy. I've been friends with him for many years. Uh, it's part of my job. You know, we I could produce thousands of hours radio, TV of me just giving straight news. Thousands of hours of me doing investigative reporting. For example, we got the Russia uh, hoax correct. Everyone else in the media got it wrong. We vetted Obama. They wouldn't dare do it. We're now digging deep into our investigative work on the Biden syndicate. Uh, that's not work others in the media are willing to do. Um, and then I give opinion and then I talk about culture. I'm like an entire newspaper the, with the opinion and editorial page. And I'm like, uh, all you people that claim to be journalists are full of absolute Adam Schiff because uh, you're all liars. You're all like a talk show host like me, except you're just not honest about it. Andy? Well, you know, you talk about pressure. So I was one of the 20 that held up the speaker's fight in January. And look, we received pressure. I mean, a conservative outlets questioned what we were doing, but we had a clear, concise message that we wanted to change the rules of the House of Representatives. We wanted to empower members of Congress to be able to offer amendments to cut spending. Like we had a clear objective that we were trying to reach. And we worked with Kevin McCarthy. And when we had that rules pack package, we agreed to move forward on voting for Speaker of the House. This group, and I'm not disparaging them in any way, like Tom said, it's a lot of score settling, but if you look at the vote yesterday, there was there was seven for Scalise, there was five for McCarthy, there was three for Lee Zeldin, there was one for John Boehner, for Pete's sake. Like, they, they don't... They don't have an objective other than blocking Jim Jordan. And so what you see is, so keep in mind, Jim Jordan is the second most popular Republican in the country. And this is K Street, the lobbyist, versus the Freedom Caucus Main Street. So this is K Street versus Main Street, which Jim Jordan, I mean, half the time he's, he's got his sleeves rolled up. He's the grassroots guy. Everybody loves him. Even if you don't agree with him, he's up there trying to do the heavy lifting to save our republic and the lobbyists. They don't like it because he wants to cut spending. The lobbyists don't like it because he's a member of the Freedom Caucus, just like Tim is, just like I am. And we we recognize the fact this runaway spending, the, the debt that we're burdening our kids and our grandkids and our great great grandkids is unsustainable. And Jim is the tip of the spear to fix that. And so this is a power struggle, but it's a struggle for the future of our country. All right. I appreciate both of you. Thank you. Andy Ogles, thank you. And Tom Tiffany, thank you. 800-941-SEAN. We'll get to your calls coming up straight ahead. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty on demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. 
Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
A quick break right back. Your call straight ahead. Hi, 25 to the top of the hour. Thank you for being with us. Your call straight ahead. 800-941-SEAN is our number. You know, remember the old way of shopping for custom window treatments? You'd have to wait around all day just to get an overpriced quote from some pushy salesperson. And it's so frustrating to shop that way. Anyway, those days are long gone thanks to Blinds.com. By the way, no store can beat their prices on top of everything else. And with completely virtual consultations and the free samples that they'll send straight to your home, you're never going to have to deal with, with a salesperson ever again. How do you like that? Whether you're a do-it-yourselfer, a warrior, or you know you you prefer to use professional installation services, they've got you covered at Blinds.com. They'll deliver top quality window treatments. You know, from their premium uh, woven wood to motorized shades, which I love, and uh, much more. You get unlimited custom window treatments installed. Whether you get one or your whole house done, it's one low cost. And at Blinds.com, there's never any hidden fees, no showroom markups. And the price you see on the website is the price you actually pay. And ordering online, you know what? It's so simple. They make it so easy. And with Blinds.com on top of everything, if you're not 100% satisfied, they'll make it right. You have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Shop at Blinds.com right now. Get up to 40% off. Blinds.com, forty up to 40% off right now. You won't regret it. They're great people. All right, 800-941-SEAN. On number, if you want to be a part of the program, John in Arizona. John, hi, how are you? I am doing great, and it's a great honor to speak to you, Sean. The honor is all mine, my friend. What's going on? Well, to my point, um, I was listening yesterday, and you asked a profound question to Congressman, I think it was Chip Roy. Well, that's a first if I ask a profound question. No, I'm kidding. What's What did I ask? You asked, does it really help to call your congressman? And I was, he gave a profound uh, response. He, he was adamant. Absolutely. Yes, call your congressman. Call your congressman. So I, I, as soon as I got home, I thought, uh, I'm going to call my congressman. Okay. And I live in a uh, Maricopa County. My congressman is a Democrat. Okay. Used, I used to think, oh, what good is that going to do? And then I, I thought, that's thinking, thinking. Uh, we are at such a pivotal time in the history of our nation. We have got to set aside our differences and work together, and so I'm going to call him. That would be ideal, but I don't think it's going to happen. I hope you're right. You know, I I think it's tough to happen, but if we don't try, I know it won't happen. We've got to try. You know, remember Braveheart, and, you know, he was debating whether or not he should go meet with Sir Robert the Bruce and discuss, you know, uniting the you know, elite, if you will, back in the day in Scotland. Uh-huh. And uh, he was going to meet and see if the commoners and uh, those elitists could, you know, actually work together for the freedom of Scotland. And, you know, one of his friends saying, you know, well, you're going on a suicide mission. You want to die? And he goes, I don't want to. No, I don't. You know, I, I, I want a life. I want a family. I've asked God for those things, but I've got to try. That's what he said. And that was where he got captured, he got betrayed, and he got killed. Um, gruesome way. Yeah, in a gruesome way. And, he, and you know what? He did it like a man, like old school. And and you know what? 
Um, that's a life worth living to me. I that's why I can watch that movie over and over again. Absolutely. Um, my point, uh, Sean, is when I called and I explained that uh, you know I'm a Republican and I would appreciate it if uh, Congressman Stanton would please consider voting for Jim Jordan, voting for anyone that would bring this Congress to a working uh, point again. And basically... Did they laugh at you? No. They were very, very uh, courteous. Uh, They assured me that they would pass along that message. They were not being facetious. And they even asked me if there was anything else any other issue that I had. And I said, no, the most important is getting this Congress back on track. So after that, I called a friend in the neighboring congressional district and asked him to call his congressman, uh, who's a Republican. And if if 50% of the people listening to your show called their congressman and called a friend to call their congressman, maybe, just maybe, God willing, this Congress could get together, stop acting like babies, and think about what we have in common as Americans, which is much more than what we have is in differences. Listen, I I will say this, and and I really mean this. In my opinion, it's th- th- this is very solvable. The problem is, is you've got people with, they all got their ideas. You know, and I kind of stand with Chip Roy on this. I, I don't like the Band-Aid solution, and I don't like the, wor- oh, let's work with the Democrat solution, which is stupid. Republicans were given the majority. They've got a lead. They have a very slim majority. And, you know, if they take it from the position that there's not going to be a group of winners in this corner and no, not a group of winners in that corner, I mean, it's just ridiculous to me. You know, there's no path for a GOP-only empowerment of the Speaker Pro Tem. So that should be taken off the table. And if, you know, I I can't believe how triggered some of these Republican snowflakes were because I asked a few of them, based on what my sources told me, that they were against Jim Jordan. I asked, okay, well, is that true? Many of them got back to me and said, no, that's not true. I said, thank you for responding. You know, I'm trying to be an informed host. And then the the next question was, in light of what's going on in the world, don't you think it's important that people's house gets opened? And, you know, so if you're not voting for Jordan, how do you plan on opening the people's house? And then I said, under any circumstances, would you partner with the Democrats to do this? And and honestly, if I heard from one more person that, well, Hannity was lobbying. um, No, I was asking questions. And apparently that that was a pressure campaign. They're conflating questions with a pressure campaign. Now, I know how to apply pressure. I'm a mixed martial artist. We, we work on a lot of pressure points. And that was not pressure. That's not lobbying either. That's doing my job as a talk show host. So, you know, the, I, I take it with a grain of salt. I mean, that's kind of the, the criticism I get. But... I actually think these people, some of them have forgotten what their job is. Their job is to be public servants. Now think of what, if you have a servant, what is a servant supposed to do? Servant is supposed to serve the people that they work for. They work for us. 
And if a phone call is, quote, going to be defined as a pressure campaign and I'm not going to be pressured, how dare you put pressure on me? If a phone call asking you if you're going to vote a particular way is pressure, then, you know, they're, they're as triggered and woke as every seemingly every kid on every college campus. It's just it's so silly to me. They need to grow up. They need to grow up. Yeah. You know, because otherwise, you know, this whole interim will empower the speaker pro tem. To me, you're putting a Band-Aid uh, on this. I don't even believe it's constitutional in my view. And you're setting a horrible precedent. And I think my idea is simple. Get in a room, all of you, check your egos and your, your phones at the door, and don't come out until you're ready to put up the white smoke that a, that somebody's been chosen. That's simple. That is a, a fantastic idea. No days off. You know, you want to order in food? I would let you order in food. Mike Huckabee said no food last night on TV. <laughs> I'm sure some of them are triggered. God forbid they missed a meal, some of them. Um, but, you know, that's that's what I would like to see happen. By the way, the U.N. is divided on the Israeli-Hamas war. What a shocker with their history of virulent anti-Semitism and anti-Americanism. Well, you know, look, let not your heart be troubled. I don't want this to be a dark, gloomy day for you. Something is going to happen. It has to shake loose. It always does. Uh, we have too many important issues of our our, our day. Um uh, I'm not coming on this program today whining, you know, although now, you know, we've been hearing mixed messages all day of Jordan's dropping out, not dropping out. You know, now there's reports he's not dropping out. OK, well, there are people that, you know, well, for whatever reason, have been pushing him to drop out. I'll never vote because of I've been pressured and, and people are calling my office. I'm like, that's uh, you work for them. Your boss is allowed to call you. The, the bo- your boss is the people in your district. You know, it's ridiculous. You should hear the way my staff treats me and calls the names they call me, <laughs> especially Linda. How are you? All right, brother. God bless you, man. Appreciate it. Patrick, Indiana. What's up, Patrick? Glad you called, my friend. How are you? Thanks for taking I'm great. Blessed to be alive again today. Amen. I, I wanted to call... Uh, Yesterday, listening to Chip Roy and yourself, I, Representative Larry Bouchon, on speed dial on my phone. I've got C-SPAN. I've got you on speed dial. So when I hear something and I want to, you know, make my voice heard, I don't hesitate. I'm a third-generation veteran. I love wow. the country with all my heart. And yesterday, after the debacle and the vote, I called all 22 people that voted for someone else other than Jim Jordan. I just simply explained. I got some voicemails. I got some that would actually speak to me. I had one, New York 2, that kept on hanging up on me because I wasn't a constituent. But I just told them that, you know, you voted for so-and-so, whether it be Scalise, McCarthy, Zeldin, whoever. If you look... Those same people, Scalise, McCarthy, Zeldin, Donalds, they all voted for Jim Jordan. It's good enough for the people that you're voting for, and they're supporting Jim Jordan, then you should do the same so we can get back to the people's work and open up the people's house. Listen, I could give you my knowledge of what 
you know, some of the petty egotistical battles behind the scene, but I honestly don't want to make it worse moving forward. And knowing what I know would absolutely make it worse because I'd be I'd be basically busting on air uh, people that are phony as hell uh, that are acting one way publicly and another way, a very different way behind the scenes. You know, uh, to me, the issue of vac- of filling this vacancy and opening the people's house is way more important than the, the petty differences that are motivating many of these members. So I'm just going to put that off to the side right now. By the way, this is why I am not a registered Republican. People ask me all the time. You know, you're I, in New York, I can register as a conservative. I am a registered conservative. And this is one of the reasons why they're dysfunctional. Now, it doesn't mean they can't turn this around. It doesn't mean that good things can't come out of this. I'm not at that point yet, but I'm at the point that I predicted we'd be at from the very beginning. Is if they don't resolve this quickly, the, the patience of the American people is going to run thin and that they win together or they lose together. You, 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 you can't have a thin margin like that and everyone have their own agenda. And at some point, the adults have to step in and, and say, guys, I know you're not getting everything you want here, but th- we have to govern. This is the people's house. We have work to do. We have budgets to deal with. We have open borders to deal with. We have issues involving Ukraine and Israel, war on, on you know, in the Middle East, war in, in Europe. We've got to deal with this. Appropriations bills need to be finished. And investigations need to be finished. All of that needs to happen. So I'm, I'm not trying to exacerbate the situation because I think for the it's in the best interest of the country that the people's house get open, but not at the expense of, of literally saying, you know, oh, we can't do our job. We're going to have a temporary guy. Doesn't work for me. Do your job. Lock yourself in the room. No more days off. They, they, they told me the excuse was for some of the days off. Well, we wanted people to go home, cool off, come back, and they'll have a better attitude. Well, that didn't work either. Get in a room. Maybe say a prayer like Ben Franklin did at the Constitutional Convention as as as. Uh, convention lore goes that he said that we we bring God into it at the beginning of every session and, you know, come to a consensus and nobody's going to be 100 percent happy, but maybe you can be happy successfully governing and using the position that has been given to you that you should be honored to have for the for the good of the country. That's what they should be doing. You know, there's so many 80-20, 70-30, 90-10 issues that they agree on. You know, let's, let's work on those deals. And let's get that passed. Let's get the border secure. You know, let's get the budget appropriations process, regular order going again. It's all legitimate things we need to be doing. Anyway, Patrick, I do appreciate your call. 800-941-SHAWN is our number if you want to be a part of the program. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern. Uh, you're ever so articulate, Joe Biden. Your president will be speaking tonight, uh, and we'll have full coverage of that. Uh, as a matter of fact, between that and we've been getting news that there is an expectation that the ground war in Israel is imminent. So we're going to, we're going to be on for two hours tonight. Uh, and then, of course, we still have a scheduled vote for speaker tonight. Not sure if that's going to hold or not hold. Uh, but we'll be all over all of that. 
Laura Trump, John Roberts in Israel, uh, Steve Miller, Charlie Hurd, Tommy Laren, J.D. Vance, I mean, Michael Waltz, Victor Davis Hanson, Senator Tim Scott. we got a great lineup. Uh, if you want to join us in studio, it's uh, Hannity.com. Tickets are free. We have a great time. 9 Eastern. See it tonight on Fox. Back here tomorrow. Thank you for making this show possible. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.